I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hope everybody's doing well today. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast today. And today we have someone calling in from my hometown, Asheville, North Carolina. She is an author and has a current new book out. Her name is... Kristen Butler. Hey, you on Kristen? And welcome to the Unimpressed Podcast. I'm great, John. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, I was born in Candler, North Carolina, ironically, and you're in Asheville, North Carolina, and you have this book called The Comfort Zone, correct? Yes. Comfort Just Zone. Just launched, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's all about the power of positivity. Where does this thought process come from and how did this passion of yours come about? You know, a decade and a half ago, I was at rock bottom. I had burnt myself out from, you know, working and constantly pushing myself, stepping out of my comfort zone for the sake of you know, achieving goals and having a successful life and chasing that American dream. And I had many bouts of burnout that led to this rock bottom, but I had lost my eBay story, was a power seller, was very successful, but I never prioritized my own needs. And I was just always hustling. And in this place, you know, I was bankrupt. My, I didn't have healthy relationships. My body was crying out with hormone imbalances and obesity, and I had anxiety and panic attacks. And so I was in bed for weeks, just literally wanting to give up on life because I thought I had failed so much. I was so down on myself. I was hating on myself and my life. And in this place, I had two choices. I could either give up on life entirely or try something new. And what I started doing was prioritizing things that felt good, comfortable things, instead of always pushing myself to be uncomfortable and taking so many risks. And at first, it would just made me feel better, you know, get out of bed, start brushing my teeth, you know, start feeling a little grateful that I had a bed or a roof over my head. But over time, everything started compounding. And a few years later, I started Power of Positivity because I thought, wow, you can really transform your entire life thought by thought, habit by habit, day by day, just from starting from one, you know, just from choosing one better thought and cho then choosing the next one. So it just transformed my entire life. And I was so astonished that I was like, I need to tell people about this. This is just miraculous. I can't even believe the transformation I was discovering. And I had just started changing my life. You know, it's been a decade and a half later that my entire life is just completely a 360. It's amazing how effective positive thinking really is when we commit to it. Now, if, now if you picked up on this later in life and, and this process worked for you, did you look back at maybe some of the things that your subconscious may have been programmed uh, that may have been causing some of the negative thought processes? Absolutely. My subconscious had all kinds of negative thoughts and beliefs that really weren't mine. They were trained into me by people around me, 
or belief systems that people around me held or labels that people put on me. You know, what do they say up till seven years old? You're kind of going on a repeat from your subconscious up till seven. And I had to do a lot of healing work and go back and look at those belief systems that I was holding in my subconscious and intentionally decide to change them. It's it's something that we don't realize we can do, but it really is so effective. I mean, do you know anything out there that really addresses how your subconscious can be programmed? Is there anything out there like that? I think there's so many things. Actually, I have used auto suggestions, which is kind of like affirmations on repeat. So I'll listen to a recording if there's an area in my life that I want to transform and change. For example, like public speaking. Um, I did some RTT, which was going back in my subconscious and some of my memories and pulling them out and changing the script on them. And then along with that, um, this is from Marissa Peer, but along with that, I had that auto suggestion, that recording that would play in my mind. And you don't have to, you know, do therapy if that's not feasible for you or do RTT, you can always just, you know, go back to some of those memories and pull them out and change your perspective on them. It really makes such a difference. I still do that today. Now, when you talk about subconscious and understanding subconscious, I mean, I, I have a rationale about the direction of that. And it's, I don't know if that's ever been explained. And if there's something been explained like this, I mean, tell me, I'd like to know is uh, a lot of people don't realize what their subconscious is and what it does. And if you look at it from a rational standpoint of, uh, you know, it's like a computer and you're programmed as a kid, right? And then you get to a certain point in life where your unconscious bias is responding to things in your environment based on the programming of your subconscious. And the heaviness of your subconscious or how heavy your subconscious is programmed, it, it it's harder for people to get to consciousness. And it's from, you know, vibrations and the intensity of the vibrations. When you look at that process, have you seen a process kind of explaining that? Because I, I don't think a lot of people are really educated on that process process properly. I really like your perspective. That's very interesting. I have studied it more from like the scientific perspective, but I'm sure, and that makes total sense that the lower vibrations or the lower negative energies that your subconscious has picked up, the um, lower vibration and consciousness that you have, that really makes a lot of sense. Scientifically, they say that, you know, it's your neurons that are like wired together and, you know, and all of that, that pull those memories and then keep them on repeat, right? So you want to create new ones, new neuropathways to then um, change the thought process, right? So I like your perspective on that for sure. So, so scientifically, I've always said science was a filter mm -hmm. to delay something or support something with a slower conclusion mm -hmm. <laughs> in my thought process. So <laughs> if that makes any sense, then... I mean, so if science is telling you to uh, put a Band-Aid on it, if you will, I'd have never read, I've read one book and, and half the Bible. And, you know, it's very, very interesting to me that you, if science is looking at that and, and trying to break that down, that they're not looking at what has already been done because you have, I've always said you can find the answers to anything in the foundation. So it's very interesting to me, uh, if you will. And that's kind of a sidebar and I don't want to get off topic, but you know, if you talk about what you do, and if science maybe looked at that the right way and understood how that is programmed and they started that positive mindset 
with kids at an early age instead of having them question everything. You know, how could we change people's From your perspective, how can we change people's lives? Yeah, absolutely. You know, research is catching up and they're finding so many studies that link living a fulfilled life with positive thoughts and positive lifestyle habits. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely instill that in my children. I have two girls and I see how effective it is in the way that they interact with other people, the way that they see the world. And if we all could just really grasp how powerful that is and and take root of that, I can't even imagine what the generations to come would be like if we all intentionally were taking those steps to instill a better, posit- more positive mindset, for sure. I think relish, you know, if you relish something, mm. I think relishing something is very very, very important. And you're talking about the kids. And, you know, if you, if you look at that and you look at how, and I've got into the school systems and, and how, uh, how the structure teaching is, is kind of backwards, right? Because, you know, they got a structure that is generic for everybody and everything. And you take a test and people, these kids are trying to hit a number. So they're studying for this this test, they memorize the information to hit that number. They hit that number, but they don't relish or store that information, which kind of leaves them hollow, if you will. So, and you can see that playing out in society where more people have, are doing things that are not passionate, they're not passionate about and so forth and miserable in their life. In your process and in your experience, how do you relish your positive thinking process? Yeah, that's a great question. I think gratitude is just foremost for me and I call it savoring, but I love that you say relish. So we're very similar in that because like savoring that moment and those feelings just create more of those feelings. It's like the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets. And of course, life isn't perfect and there. We live in a world of duality, but you definitely, when you savor that, the good moments, instead of savoring the bad moments, you see more good. And so you still have challenges, but even the challenges don't feel as detrimental and as stressful. I remember I used to go through small challenges, you know, Um, before I really started implementing positive thinking and being so intentional about it. And, you know, little things would just knock me off guard on a daily basis. And I see why, because I was attaching emotionally to those events too strongly and not enough to the positive ones. And so I had more of a victim mindset. And when I started having a more grateful mindset, and positive mindset, it just made such a difference because I experienced less failure and challenges. And then when I did, it didn't feel like such a blow every day. And I wasn't so stressed out. It was like, okay, this is a challenge. How can we navigate it? Like today, it's like, how can I pivot from this? Or what can I learn from this? And so makes it so much easier and so much less stressful. Now, you, now, Kristen, you said you're from Pennsylvania originally. Where's your family from and what's the, what's your lineage of your family? Yeah, most of my family is in Ohio, but um, they had moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And so that's where I grew up was outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What is, what's the lineage of the family? Is there any connection to, to natives? I mean, is there a spiritual process? It seems like you're, I mean, you're in Asheville, North Carolina, what, Mm. you know, what attracted you to there? Yeah. I just love nature so much. Um, I grew up kind of in the country and so we were in the city for a bit and I just 
didn't feel myself. And so I do feel very connected to nature, and, um, animals. And yeah, I do have, my grandma would always say we had Native American and my grandma looks very much like she had Native American, but we were never quite sure. I'm just kind of a mix of everything, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Irish and Native American, you know, um, German, a lot of German, I think, but just a big mix really. But I, I just loved Asheville because there's so much creativity. And I had read somewhere that there's like these certain spots around the world that generate like, oh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but more like energy, maybe because of the rocks that are there or the, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. So maybe I shouldn't go off on that, but that certain places have certain energies. And so I just was really drawn here and it just feels very creative and I'm able to work with less stress and more flow because I love nature and so I can always just look out to the mountains and draw inspiration you know but everyone's different if you love the city you can draw inspiration from the city or the beach or you know whatever my family were was Cherokee mm. and the whole family uh lived on top of Balsam Mountain which wow. is from from Asheville, I think Asheville and Cherokee near Waynesville. Yeah. And they're very they never really researched who they were, but they had the square jawline and, and so forth. So there's a very big spiritual area up there. And believe it or not, they there is a pyramid in the bottom of the Klitsch River, which is eastern Tennessee, um, but it's kind of encompasses that whole area, which nobody really talks about. So when you think about, you know, energy and, and, and mm. the vibrations there, yes, there is definitely something there. Um, yeah, there's, totally. There's a lot of density um, underneath, because underneath the, the foundation with the minerals and so forth, with the mountains. Yeah, there's that's a lot totally of quartz here. Did you notice that there's a lot of quartz? I thought that's so cool. You know, it's the raw quartz. Of course, it's not the quartz you see in the store, but we find quartz all the time when we're hiking and just all kinds of different minerals and stones. That's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Well, there, there's, uh, there's a couple of different types of people that lived out there and and um, that they say they're kind of, they call them wise tales, but mm. we won't go down that road, but you should maybe research that and research the, the uh, pyramid that's in the bottom of the Klitsch River, wow. um, which was never talked about, uh, which is very, very interesting to me. And the reason I asked that, because your, you know, your thought process is sim is, is kind of linear to a lot of my thought processes and a lot of thought processes of other people uh, in this space. And I think, mm -hmm. I think if you trace that back, you know, I think that comes from your lineage, you know, because I think if you play by the rules to some extent in life, you end up where you're supposed to be. Oh, I um, like that. That's great. You, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and when you think about yourself, you know, why were you, what age did you start to have this realization to transfer over and what put you in such a depression and, and state, I guess? Yeah. You know, when I was a child, I was very positive and super excited and kind of, I wore those rose colored glasses, if you will. And what happened was when I think about it is that I let the labels from the labels from the outside world and other people just start building on me and, you know, trying to be obedient and a, you know, a good person. I just would listen and follow suit and people please and listen to what other people told me would be better for me. And I didn't do that with everything, but the older I got, the more I thought that's 
what I needed to do and just listen to the advice of other people. And so I really started rejecting my own self and shaming myself for having, you know, desires. Like, for example, I wanted to be a writer, but so many people told me, oh, writers don't make very much money. And, you know, that's not a great, you know, job. And, you know, just that negative noise that oftentimes we all hear from people who mean. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, and, you know, I think that kind of ate away at me, like maybe I'm not doing the right thing. And it wasn't until I started listening to my own path and following that and knowing that that's what I should be on, that everything started to click. It was like I was aligning with myself and moving in that direction and doing things that felt good intuitively instead of always going to other people for advice and what they think I should do or taking on their negative beliefs of, you know, that's not going to work out. You don't want to try that. Um, you know, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So that's very conflicting with most of society, you know, and especially schools like you're talking about, because they don't really, um, raise you to be an entrepreneur. You're supposed to work a nine to five. And so I was always rather like a black sheep. And um, it wasn't until I started just accepting that that's who I was and doing things based on that, that I really found, started finding true success, like happiness and success together. So basically, Kristen, you started finding yourself and you stopped worrying about everybody else. Exactly. I tell, I tell a lot of people that all the time. And most people in society worry about everything else except themselves and they forget about themselves. And that's where I think you become lost in a way. So that's a, that's a, that's a big transformation of getting to that point and overcoming that. I mean, that's a very mental, mental game. And I think you have to have a strong mind to do that. I mean, how would you, how would you tell someone else that may have been in your position to follow your path? I think it's a, a day by day thing. When you start following that path and seeing it work, you build that trust within that self trust is so important because self trust leads to self worth and confidence and knowing that you can think about how you feel about something and you'll know the direction you should take. And so I always kind of use that path. It's not that I don't listen to feedback from other people. Um, if that aligns for me, 
But when things aren't working out, I certainly realize, oh, I, I didn't really consult with myself on that one. And I see why it didn't work out. And when we can start doing that and building that inner trust, we'll just keep following that path. It's just kind of like a cool step-by-step journey, you know, but it does take trust after trust after trust to kind of build that within, you know. Is there an epiphany moment that you had to start that path? Because a lot of people, I think, uh, have a hard time getting there mentally they and they just continue to worry about everything else and everybody else was there something that really really gave you that crossover that say hey i need to think about Kristen, you know first yeah you know being in bed for two weeks i had called my husband and i said like that's it i think i want to give up like i'm i just don't think i can keep going and he um called the um hospital on me and I was admitted and they said, okay, we're going to let you go, but you need to talk to a therapist. And I was like, okay. So, you know, the first time I walked in the room, I didn't really know what to expect. I'd never went to therapy. And she, after I told her what I had been through, she was really shocked. And she said, you know, Kristen, I, I think, have you ever watched the show, The Munsters? And I said, yeah. And she said, you're Marilyn from The Munsters. You need to be yourself more. You need to be positive. You need to listen and follow your own path. You're not like every everyone else. And it really was an epiphany moment because I she gave me permission to be myself because I had been rejecting and hating on myself all that time and thinking I needed to be someone else. And that was just such a big moment. I don't think we always need a big moment like that, but it sure was a big moment for me. Um, it didn't, I didn't even really need anything else from that. It was like a wake up call, like just be yourself, Kristen. So I think sometimes we just need permission to just do that, you know? In a way, it's kind of sad that society has positioned everybody in that mindset because I don't know, I can think of a lot of young people, they're always, they're always searching. You know, they're searching for someone in the, you know, I'm in the entertainment business. And a lot of these kids are searching for someone that can help them or, mm-hmm. you know, or they get to this person because they think this is going to help them or they get to this person and they think this is going to help them and they chase. And I mean, that's a program society has created. You don't have to chase anything. You have to chase yourself. And it's uh, very odd to me that people can't realize that more and how to do that. So I guess I'm trying to just dig for an answer here of like, how do we make people realize this more, you know, from a mass, from a, a larger scale of people, you know, because I think some of these seeds of influence are, are seeping through now, but how would you, how could you convert a thousand people if it was up to you mm. to follow your path? Yeah. You know, I talk about in this, this in the book about my overaction and that obsession with the chasing and the forcing and trying to make things happen. So I think when you were talking, it made me think of, you know, people are always trying to just make things happen and often are spinning their tires and they're in like a survival mode. And in the book, I call it the survival zone. They're just trying to make things happen when really, if you ease up a bit, And you kind of create this like work-life balance where you literally like give yourself permission to rest, do things that you enjoy and what feels good for you. You can get, be more productive and you can hone in on the actions you actually should take instead of trying to force and control. And it's, it's more of like a surrendering, you know, to getting to where you want to go. It's, it's a flow and it's a surrender and it's a letting go of the outcome and 
letting that resistance go. And that gets you much further with less effort than just trying to, you know, like I said, control everything. I think that's the key is that everybody does want to make things happen, but they're coming at it with the wrong energy. Interesting. Well, I like the fact you said surrender. Mm. I mean, that's a big deal because I think if you can surrender and you can ground yourself as a person and, and then and then come back to where you were in life, things are the same. You just know yourself better. Mm, yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? And you can, you can operate, you can manage, you become a better manager of yourself. Yes. Um, if you do commit to that surrender, in my, in my opinion, um, with that and talking about the book, the comfort zone, what are you trying to accomplish with this new book and what, should someone expect? I mean, we've kind of went through a few of these points so far, but just tell me from your perspective. Yeah. You know, I lived half of my life living outside of my comfort zone, forcing, pushing, controlling, hustling, always trying to make things happen. And I wasn't working in my own flow and in my own alignment. So I was achieving success, but then I was losing it. And burning myself out. And so that's a trigger for me when people are always given the advice of you need to step out of your comfort zone because I know that I took that advice seriously. Like when I go with a concept, I will take it and run with it. Like, Ooh, okay, this works. I'm going to go with this. And I did that and I took it to the limit and it doesn't work. It doesn't, we're not here to just go, go, go. We're here to enjoy life and stop and feel fulfilled and enjoy the journey. And so I want that for more people. There's so many people that are stressed. I think a statistic came out um, that 75% of people last month said that they were overwhelmingly stressed. That's, you know, three fourths of the population. It's ridiculous. Like we aren't here to just be stressed out and, you know, suffering. We are here for a purpose, for a reason. And so with this book, you know, it's for the people who feel like they're constantly taking action and they're burning themselves out. They're always busy bragging about how busy they are, but really not getting much traction, really not feeling like they're getting anywhere or enjoying their life or the people who have just given up because they've had so much failure, you know, so many problems. Why bother? Because life is hard. And so that's the current comfort zone. But to me, that's complacency because that inaction is not a comfortable place. You have fears that are just taking over your life, paralyzing your thoughts. And so I've been in both places. And what I'm offering in this book is the comfort zone to me, which is balanced action. You take action, but you also take time for rest. And if more people could do this, we could live just much more fulfilling lives and be less stressed. I mean, we're going to have stress, but we shouldn't be overstressed every single day. That's just, to me, it breaks my heart. What do you think about environment? Because I think environment plays such a big role in everything we do, who we are, what we are, and how we do it. And I don't think environment is addressed. And I think people feed off what they see, you know, because um, I had this rationale of like people feed off what they see. And if they continue to feed off society from that standpoint of what they see on a daily basis, you will continue to have more opinions and more controversy. But if you create new environments with new ideas, then you eliminate opinions and you eliminate controversy. Is that kind of fit with the concept of your book in a way? 
Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. Because when you open your mind, you're opening yourself to opportunities and environment plays a key role. Like that's another reason why I moved to Asheville in Pennsylvania. There wasn't enough sunshine. I was having low vitamin D levels. I felt like I had to put so much effort into enjoying where I was. And so instead I said, Hey, you know what? I'm not a tree. I can move. And so I moved. And I feel like if we give ourselves permission to make changes that actually fit who we are and fit our lifestyle, maybe that's the city. Maybe you want the busyness. Maybe that's the ocean, wherever it is, we can move our environment and then we can intentionally create an environment around us in our home that fosters a lifestyle that we want for ourselves. It's really about being super intentional down to every little thing um, that fits like the life that you want and, and suits like feeling good and your happiness and the goals that you have. Well, I think I just had an, a new rationale that you supported that kind of came to light. Cause if you think about that, when I said you have, you know, if you create new environments with new ideas, then you eliminate opinions and controversy and to explain that. And then this is just something I just thought about after what Kristen said is when you figure out yourself and you're operating within yourself, then your top of mind thought process is yourself, right? And you're out front of that narrative, which doesn't really give you a time to think about anything else that would create more opinions and more controversy. Um, so in a way it's the, the new environment is finding yourself and having, yeah, having your own narrative play out front. Um, because you're, you're like I said, you're just not going to think about anything else because you're hitting those points of moving forward in a positive manner, if you will. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. It's like fostering your own well-being. Yeah, that's perfect. And when you're that focused and intentional, you're not worried about what people are saying because you're trusting what you're creating inside. And so you might get opinions or controversy, but it doesn't trigger you like it used to because you've created that environment. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, because if you're hollow and you're out here worried about everything else and everybody else, then the opinions and controversy is only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So we can see that playing out in society today. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of crazy, but I mean, that's the truth. So if we wanted to find Comfort Zone and Kristen Butler's uh, information, where do we where do we look for the book and what's going on with you and what's timetable and so forth? Yeah, I have a new website, positivekristen.com, and you can find the book on there. You know, I also have a quiz because, you know, some people are like, am I in my comfort zone or, you know, you know, what zone am I living in? Because I have zones of living in the book. So you can go on there and take the quiz and find out where you are and how you can get to where you want to be. Where are you at in your life as far as conversion and so forth? And what's your, you know, if you have a book out, what's your steps and where do you, where would you like to see this go? Yeah, I just would love to see more people enjoying their life truly and taking action on that because we can think positive, but taking the action steps is so important. And it's, it's really the combination of the mindset and the action steps. So this book kind of gives people a roadmap, an easy roadmap, because step-by-step step, it gets you to where you want to go. And I just want to see people living with more purpose. You know, this, this world and this life is not meaningless at all. And too many people think that. And so I want to help them just feel good and enjoy the journey and not keep chasing something and maybe even never getting there, you know? Have you ever thought, 
thought about doing life coaching or anything like that? You know, um, I don't know. I, I do love writing. I'm a writer at heart and I am exploring, you know, the public speaking world. And I've been asked about coaching um, very often. And so I could see myself doing a course or some kind of group coaching for sure. But I don't know about one-on-one. I'm not sure. <laughs> We'll see down the road, right? Gotcha. Well, I think because, you know, what you're doing, you can relate to from a very authentic place. And I think a lot of people that can relate to their narrative from a very authentic place is very powerful and can be powerful to other people. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. I just recently started claiming that story and, you know, sharing it. It's very vulnerable, right? To like share your story, but if it's going to help people that are in that place, then I'm all about helping people. I do it myself. I mean, I can give the best advice in the world, but sometimes I need to listen to my own advice. (laughs) True. You know what I mean? So, well, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. I think we had a good conversation. I think hopefully we've kind of expressed the right narrative to uh, explain what you're trying to accomplish with your book and so forth. But is there anything else that you would like to touch on that we haven't touched on before we get off here? That's a good thought. I think, I think we had a good conversation. We had a good flow. I feel like we had a lot, we have different terminology for some things, but um, we both had it. The alignment was there, different terminology, but alignment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We had a great conversation today with Kristen Butler and I appreciate her coming on the show. And my name is John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 